Hello, friends. Hello, 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 friends. A tradition unlike any other. Oh, 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 oh my goodness. In your life have you seen anything like that? There it is! Adam Scott, a life changer. Mashed potato! Here it, here it, here it, here it comes. Well, hello, friends, indeed, and welcome to the 19th team. My name is Kieran Marsh, and it is an absolute pleasure to welcome you to the first episode of a brand new golf podcast where we are placing a microphone right in the middle of those conversations you generally have back up in the clubhouse. And as I welcome in my playing partner, Nathan Drudy Drudes, did you ever think you'd be introduced by the dulcet tones of the one, the only, Jim Nance? <laughs> no, not in a uh, not in a blue fit, mate. Uh, unless somehow miraculously my uh, golfing prowess turned uh, into getting me to the Masters one day, but I've probably realised that that is not going to happen ever in my entire life. Um, playing off twelve um, is probably not going to get me to the Masters. I wouldn't have thought. Well, Drew, so we are a long way from the log cabin at Augusta National. Uh, you sit <laughs> in your are. study. Uh, me standing up here at the kitchen bench recording this inaugural podcast. Uh, for the listeners' sake, we are sitting here down under in Australia, but we are straddling the coasts. Uh, I'm based on the east coast in Brisbane. You yourself in, in the wonderful west over in Perth. And it's really exciting, I suppose, to kick off uh, what we're hoping to be a, a long, uh, illustrious podcasting career for the 19th tee. I think it would be safe to say it's golf, but without the jacket and tie. Absolutely. Absolutely without the jacket and tie. Very informal, um, just two lads who, who love golf, love getting out on, on the green whenever they can with a bit of a craft beer twist, I suppose, um, you could say. Obviously, two fellas who don't mind an ale or, or a pale ale or an XPA or a double IPA or any of these beers that are around at the moment. So um, we'll be cracking a beer very shortly. Absolutely. And I think it's probably just uh, just pertinent for us to point out to uh, the great listeners, of which I'm sure there's already a number um, outside <laughs> of our families, uh, that, you know, taking um, a bit of inspiration um, from a lot of podcasts in the golfing space mm. that we have a lot of respect for, the boys at No Laying Up, uh, the boys at Foreplay and Basel Sports. Uh, I suppose we're trying to put a bit of an Australian flavour on, uh, on those great podcasts that have broken ground for the likes of us, uh, because... Whilst they are fantastic, a, a big uh, Northern Hemisphere focus, and we'd like to bring that uh, that sort of sense of humour and, and casual but passionate look on the game to the good folks down here in Australia. Absolutely, I was watching the uh, the tourist source uh, at lunchtime today uh, when the the no laying up boys were down here in Australia, and um, that looked like a lot of fun. Not going to lie, but um, yep, yeah, bit of an Aussie flavour, bit of an Aussie twist. We'll keep an eye on how the Aussies are going around the world, of which there are many playing golf at the moment, some doing absolutely wonderful things um, in their respective tours. Now, Drew, you, you touched on it just a moment ago, but uh, tell us a little bit about the special and surprise guest we're going to have each week on the 19th tee. So the special and surprise guest, apart from the many that we already have in the pipeline who are actual humans, these ones come in the form uh, of a tin can or in a bottle. Most of them are probably in a tin can, which is the way things are going these days. Each week, we're going to look to review a craft beer that is perhaps new on the scene, perhaps old on the scene. Um, and this week, we're going to kick things off um, with one of my favourite beers. Um, I cannot stress that enough. I only tasted this for the first time a couple of years ago, but... Uh, it is truly a sensational beer from over your way, Marshy. Um, I don't know if you've actually got out to the brewery 
I haven't. I haven't uh, managed to to make my way down to Bolter, uh, albeit having um, sampled much of the product myself. But the good boys uh, down there in the the back end of the Gold Coast, they do a wonderful job. Uh, a number of uh, different flavours. I'm sure we'll work our way uh, through all of them in the that coming we weeks. But uh, very very excited to start on the XPA droids. Yeah, the Bolter XPA. That's our first one uh, that we're about to crack. Um, a very brief rundown of the Bolter XPA before we do get into our review at the end, a very quick wrap up, a 5% beer, 1.5 standard drinks, um, 30 IBUs, so not very um, hoppy and not very uh, too bitter on the palate, I suppose. Um, it is a fantastic beer, as I mentioned. Uh, the awards list for this beer is absolutely massive. If you go onto their website, it debuted at number four on the Gabs Hottest 100 back in 2016 and it claimed the title in, <coughs> excuse me, 2017 and 2018, knocking off another very good beer in Stone and Woods Pacific Ale. Um, and this is a very delicious beer and I cannot wait to crack it um, with you, albeit from the other side of the country, Marshy. Well, shall we? Virtually shall give we us a little... Delicious. Is there a Cheers. better sound in the world? Cheers, Drew. Cheers, Scott. Up to uh, the Bolter XBA. Yeah, here's to the first episode. Now, Druids, uh, there'll be a lot of listeners uh, sitting back thinking that, you know, golf is a game for all shapes and sizes. It is your tour pros right down to your weekend hackers. Um, whilst that might be the case, what, I suppose, qualifies us to uh, start our own podcast? Why, why us? Why golf? Look, as you mentioned, just two fellas who love golf. That's pretty much as simple as it can be. Um, I, I love the sport. I've only really, I suppose gotten into it heavily over the past sort of 12 months playing two three times a week trying to get that handicap down as much as we can um playing a number of different courses uh, across western australia obviously um wembley golf course is probably the home deck um where i'm based most uh most of the time but um one of the one of the great public courses in all of the country Drew, absolutely, it is. absolutely it is i've played um i've played uh, a private course here um, a few a few weeks back and to be honest I would put Wembley in that category as as good as one of those private decks um, the boys up there do a fantastic job um, it is probably one of the busiest golf courses that you'll ever come across they have a stunning driving range overlooking Perth they got the um, the 18 hole mini golf course there they got a beautiful um, uh, clubhouse and bar and restaurant yeah, they do a fantastic job there Wembley anyway enough about the free ads for, for Wembley golf for Wembley golf hashtag, course hashtag no free ads no, free yeah, ads. no sponsored um, yeah but look why us I suppose we, we 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 love golf we love talking about golf we love the stories and the emotion that are attached to it um, right from the the very top of winning the Masters like Tiger did this year through to Incredible Australian stories like Hannah Green, um, obviously picking up a couple of LPGA tour wins um, recently. And, and just today, actually, I was talking to someone from Golf WA and they were telling me about the, um, they've got a tournament coming up here in WA that is going to include all abilities golfers playing alongside professionals for the first time, which um, is going to be something that I'm very much looking forward to. And I'm hopefully going to get out to, to Cottesloe and check that one out. Um, so why golf? It just includes everyone, mate, and and um, hopefully we're here to have a bit of fun with it, um, crack a few jokes, have have a couple of chats to some people on the tour, maybe one day. <laughs> we'll build, we'll build our way up. We'll oh, mate, look, I couldn't, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think uh, you know, from 
from two blokes who uh, you know met each other uh, through working uh, two feet apart. Uh, you know, a humble four Which years ago. Can't hit uh, I can't thought, hit apart from two foot. Just saying. No, no, no. Uh, nor can I. Very, very rarely. But we do talk a lot of insightful rubbish that we thought um, the great, the great masses would appreciate listening <laughs> to uh, each and every week. And thought, what better? What better topic? Because we do talk about a lot of stuff. So, but what better we topic do. to narrow it down to than um, than the great sport of golf? I think it's uh, a wonderful game. Drew's a game I've been very passionate about for a long time. Um, mm. A game that I think potentially I overinvested in as a kid, and I'm really <laughs> glad that I have rediscovered that passion um, into my late twenties and now hitting that uh, that golden barrier of the big three zero. Um, I think, to be honest, Drew, it's one of those games, isn't it? That um, I, I don't know any other sport where you can be good at it five percent of the time and still have a yearning desire to go back hit maybe max three good shots in an 18 hole round and think you know what i could make a run to the champions tour it's not too late yeah absolutely uh, it's, it's one it's one of those it's one of those incredible games and and i was, I was thinking about it um in preparing for for our first pod and knowing that we were going to have a chat about this and um i'm not uh I'm not a religious man, Drew. It's not that we, we hold that against any of our listeners, um, you know, each to their own, and, and props to the big man upstairs. But I think it's it's a it's a spiritual, or as close to a spiritual experience, not to get too wanky about it, but as close to a spiritual experience as I probably have the ability to just go out, um, have three to four hours uh, on your own, you know, that that serenity, whether you call it your, your safe space or your you know your, your place to go and be alone, um, and or, or with your mates and and I think you hit the nail on the head. The fact that it caters to all, um, the fact that two jokers like you and I think that it's um, something worthy to sit down and 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 record a podcast and 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 think even maybe more naively that people will actually listen to it. It's, yeah. it's a wonderful sport, Roots. Um, and I think that I think that that's what we're going to try and do. Is um, you know we certainly won't be focused on the big end of town, as the folks in uh, in the Australian Labor Party like to say, the big end of town. We will Absolutely. be focused on all parts of the game of golf. We, Absolutely. As you say, we'll, we'll set our sights on, on on some lofty goals and try and get a few um, tour players on, but we're going to talk all things uh, and all Absolutely. angles of this yep. great game. And it's something that we're really excited to get off the ground and, and, and bring to it. So I suppose, Drew, it's a, a natural, I think, starting spot for people uh, because there'd be... Um, Listeners, whether they're going for their morning job, they're at the gym, uh, they're on the bus, in the car, on the way to work, they'll be wanting to know how can I, how can I connect to these two dribblers? How can I actually? The socials. How, how do I make it? That's right. How do I? How can I connect with these guys? So oh. the socials, the all important social media, Drew. <laughs> the your, all important. Your, your 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 area of expertise. Tell us oh, all about it. Absolutely. Look, we've got the two up and running. We got the Instagram and the Twitter. Um, I'll tell you what, if there was an award for the most rigmarole to get an Instagram account up and running, it goes to us because we created a, a podcast uh, for, uh, a podcast um, account and I reckon within 30 seconds it had been banned. Now, I get that many spam bots come through to me each day and use two humble blokes having a crack at a podcast, can't get a bloody Instagram page up and running. Anyway. Long story thank short, you, we've got. Zuckerberg. Oh yeah, thank you, Mark. What doing? Anyway, we've got one up and running. The Instagram page. If you want to follow us, it is the Nineteenth T Podcast on Twitter. We are at Nineteenth T Podcast. We'd love you to connect with us. Send in your best golfing stories. Um, we do love talking a bit of shit, so we wouldn't mind having some um, having a few tales of uh, your best golfing memories or whatever you want to tell us about golf. Um, we'd love to hear from you. 
um, because that's what this podcast is all about. It's about the people. Um, you know, we aren't, as you mentioned, we're not going to be uh, heading on the tour anytime soon. What we are going to be doing is probably sitting in our respective studies or you at the kitchen table or when you finally settle into your new house in your study, which you're going to get across the line. I'm absolutely sure of it. Um, we're just going to be here just enjoying and talking golf. Um, so please connect with us, get around us, um, and we'll, we'll get back to you. We love, we love engagement. That's what we are. Before the people. We do love. We love feedback. You know what, Drews? This is a two-way conversation. It's not an echo chamber between you and I. It's not a. It's Where have not I heard just that? It's a line from one part of the country to the other. <laughs> we need. We need. Uh, we need questions from outside the ropes. Questions from the galleries. A bit of feedback. A bit of engagement Absolutely. from the fans. So Absolutely. If you want to tell us that, we're, if you want to tell us that we're shit after one episode, please. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I welcome critical conversations. I welcome that feedback. <laughs> Okay, moving moving right along, Drew. So uh, we, we take a little bit of a, a wrap around the wrap around the grounds, as they say, uh, yeah. at what's happening in the in the world of golf. I mm. think um, pertinent to start with um, the most recent event that wrapped up that being the European Masters. Paul Casey, the Englishman, uh, continuing his rich vein of form. He was a one shot victor at fourteen under par. Lucas Herbert led the Aussies, mm. albeit. Uh, all the way back at two under, a tough week for the yeah. Aussies. Yeah, uh, Lucas Herbert yeah. leading them at two under. Minwoo Lee and Scotty Hens at one over, and then a uh, a blanket of Aussies: Ryan Fox, Demi Papadatos, Jake McLeod, Harrison Endicott, and Adam Bland all back near the bottom of the field, albeit making the cut. Uh, but a, a disappointing week for some of the Aussies. Yeah. Uh, but Paul Casey Drudes, he is in a uh, he's in a great run at present as he looks to continue his summer out here yeah. in Australia. Yeah, he's a. Uh... Mate, he's a very, very good golfer. He's underrated in a lot of ways. Um, Euro Open winner, obviously. I feel a bit sorry for um, Rob McIntyre, actually. He led for most of that tournament um, and then just butchered it in the last round. Well, he actually didn't butcher it. He played very well. He shot under par once again um, and finished second. But Paul Casey came through and just went, thank you, and took the Euro Open. Um, hey, Matty Kucher, are we going to touch on where Matt Kucher is? <laughs> The cooch, the co- I'll tell you where the cooch is. The cooch is on the moon at the moment. He is, uh, I, I don't know that he could continue to alienate his fellow players and fans other than the, co- the cult of the cooch who follow him around any more than what he's doing at present. Um, for the yeah. listeners who haven't caught up, uh, cooch has found himself in further controversy. Um, <laughs> quite incredible, actually, to watch Drudes. Uh, mm. I, I would encourage listeners to jump on the socials and look up the video. But essentially what Matt Kuchar did um, by way of one of the uh, rule changes mm. that have come into golf um, just this year, ironically uh, aimed at improving the pace of play, uh, mm. not slowing it down any further. Don't get me started uh, on pace of play. Uh, we're not going to get bogged down. It's going to be one of those hotbed issues we're not going to touch unless we absolutely have to because um, that's what, I'm, that will, I'm going, that will, that will turn people off. Uh, so b- back to Coach. What he's done, Drew, there's a new rule that allows you to remove loose impediments yeah. in bunker. Yeah. Um, he hit into uh, a rather large bunker, um, side of fairway, under fine. So it didn't really have, I suppose, yeah. edges. It was it was a massive piece of sand. Yeah. Call, called in a rules official. Yeah. I'm not sure um, if there was, uh, I suppose, a crossover of translation with the European Open being in Germany and Kuch not speaking fluent Deutscher, uh, but 
I'm not sure of the conversation that, that occurred between Cooch and the rules official, but essentially he, ne- he spent the next um, 90 seconds to two minutes removing sand from around his ball. So take a moment. Take that. He's, in, he's in a bunker. He removed, he essentially got the rules official to agree that the grains of sand um, were coarse enough and large enough to be yeah. considered individually loose yeah. impediments. Yeah. So he was allowed to remove loose impediments from around his ball. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal. I, I'm, I'm not sure if it's some sort of um, midlife crisis meltdown, but as I said, Cooch could not be doing more to alienate himself yeah. um, from from his fellow players and fans at present. Agree, and it's it, it is very funny because I was reading a bit of analysis on this today, and the common theme is that he hasn't actually broken a rule. And that's the hard no. part. And that's the hard part for me to understand. Right? Is he has broken this spirit of golf, spirit of the rules, whatever you want to call it. He's he's broken that, um, and that you know he's he's well within his right to move whatever the term is, like the the, the objects. But yeah, he's um, couldn't agree more that he's he is making himself look like a knob at the moment. That's don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, Drew. It's this this um, spirit of golf is mm. not an ar- arbitrary line and one that seems to move with the tide. Um, yeah, it's not an easily definable line. It's not black and white. But I kind of I think I like to define it as, ironically, given um, where we are and what we've launched today, I like to think of it as passing the nineteenth tee test. You know, if it's a couple of guys who finish their round of golf and they're sitting up in the clubhouse and they're enjoying a, a Golter XPA or some other beer. We might get to in coming episodes, no free ads. But if you're having that conversation and I said to you, I'm going to try this next time. Mm. I'm going to go out in my bunker. I'm going to remove loose impediments. What would you say to me? And yeah. that's, that's the test, I think. Yeah. That's, that's what's got to be the test. It's the same test you can apply to um, Bryson DeChambeau saying that he's the fastest player walking to his ball, so he gets to take extra time playing his shot. Um, it's the same test you can apply to anything yeah. that people say bends the spirit of the game. And yeah. I've got to tell you, I don't think Cooch's um, behaviour in, in in Germany passes either the spirit or the or the nineteenth tea test. In my Agree, opinion. agree on the list. We'll create a list, and he's on there right now. Matt Coocher, you're on. You, you've you've hit the hit list, Matt Coocher, in episode one. That's that's yeah. a tough beat. That's yeah. hard to come back from. Yeah. Our four because, listeners, uh, our four listeners will hate you. Yeah, geez, you'll be copping some heat on the socials, Matty, from the from the Drudy and Marsh family. Uh, now, Drew, it's not to um, not to look too far in the rearview mirror, but I think mm. it is important to cover off on the Corn Ferry Tour, which came yeah. to uh, just last week, and the implications going forward for a couple of players. Huge um, sidebar. I know the boys on the No Lying Up podcast really spoke about this, but how good is the Corn Ferry Tour? It is so good to watch blokes who are actually really just fighting for their card, but also fighting for their income, really, um, on their events. Uh, meanwhile, you've got Rory McIlroy just going off and winning a cool 15 million bucks at the Tour Champ and, you know, dropping the ocean sort of stuff. Anyway, uh, Corn Ferry Tour Champ happened in Indiana. England's Tom Lewis won at 23 under par. 23 under par. That's a hell flat of a... Flat-track bully. Yeah, flat-track bully. <laughs> See how you go, the big leagues, Tom. Uh, 50 newest PGA Tour members um, have been announced, of course. I think headlines uh, by Victor Hovland. Uh, he'll be 
have his PGA Tour card for next year, which would be really cool to see. A couple of Aussies in that list is obviously where we are going with that. Um, Cam Percy, uh, who missed the cut at the Tour Championship, but he'd done enough uh, to get onto the PGA Tour. And Cameron Davis, who finished uh, tied 13th at the Tour Champ, 11 under, shot five under in the final round uh, to finish T13. So those two Aussie lads on the PGA Tour for 2019-20. The fellas done really well, so congrats from us. Um, but, yeah, a very, very good Tour Championship on the Corn Ferry Tour. Two Aussies getting through for 2019-20. Drew, I couldn't agree with you more that it's um, it's it's just, as they say in the industry, it's great television. Yeah. Gordon Berry Tour. Um, it, it, phenomenal to what I mean, at the end of the day, $15 million is life-changing money. Mm. But how much of a difference has it made to Rory McIlroy's life? Um, big Rory's got deep pockets, let's yeah. be honest. He's a superstar and has earned his money. But when you compare uh, guys literally playing for their their livelihoods, two guys um, playing to top up their super, it's it's tough. And uh, the, the corn ferry, the emotion, and I think, I don't know if you saw the video, um, I think it was summed up in one one person and one moment and uh, not to sound like a, a, a sympathiser, um, but great to see another um, Texas alum, another Longhorn join the PGA Tour in Doug Gim. And Doug Gim's putt, um, to secure yeah. his card, just the, the raw emotion uh, when when he hit that part. Not an easy one either, and it all came down to that. Um, he needed the par to make sure he finished in the top 25. A bogey would have probably put him at risk. And just to see the eruption from him when he when he hit that par, to know that he was going to the PGA next year, just phenomenal to watch. And, and I think in a day and age where people accuse some players on the PGA of being hard to connect with, it's not hard to connect with these guys, you know, because it's it's really easy to, I guess, feel and ride that emotion that they do. So I think um, I couldn't agree with you more. The Corn Ferry is a phenomenal tour to not only watch across the year, but particularly when it gets to the pointy end and we're talking, yeah. you know, big bickies for a lot of these guys. Yeah. No, it's a very, very cool championship. And to uh, watch. While we're on news, while we're on news, Drew, sorry to interrupt, but while we're on news, we'll no. just um, cover off a few more mm. of the Aussies. You mentioned it a little bit earlier, but uh, Hannah Green, wow, hasn't she shot out of a gun and then starts her LPGA gun. career? She uh, recorded her second uh, victory on the LPGA Tour just last week in the Cambria Portland Classic yeah. and, and finished strongly, finished with a wet sail to run over the top yeah. of, uh, of her opponent there. So a phenomenal start to Hannah Green's career. Big congratulations to. Hannah Green, a couple of other um, notable uh, bits of news for the Aussies this week. Uh, Steph Nahr on the Symmetra Tour. She tied for third at the Garden City Charity Classic. Uh, so a great effort from Steph Nahr this week. Uh, a Queenslander by the name of Maverick Antcliffe. And I'm not sure you've heard too much about Maverick uh, Druids, but one of the great names in Aussie golf, Maverick Antcliffe. Mm. He is absolutely flying on the CGA Tour at present. So that's over in China. Uh, where he is uh, competing at present, but he is in a, a, a rich vein of form, is Maverick Antler. He's looking to get his promotion from the CGA Tour to um, the Euro Tour, and that is based on uh, the order of merit result um, on the CGA Tour. So currently in nine starts on the CGA Tour this year, he's had three wins, one runner-up, and eight top tens. So I'll repeat that, nine starts, for three wins, a runner-up, and eight top ten finishes. 
So European Tour cut up for grabs uh, for the Order of Merit winner, and he is right in the running there. Maverick Ancliffe will be a name that we'll be following in weeks to come. Uh, and just finally, Drew, just to round it out in terms of the Aussie news this week, of course, um, we're all looking forward to, I know you in particular, as you'll be heading to Melbourne for the President's Cup, and we'll be watching that very, very closely and doing a lot of work in the lead-up to the President's Cup. But on at the same time is the Junior President's Cup at Royal Melbourne. Uh, the international side captained by our very own Stuart Appleby. Yeah. And two Aussies have qualified. Two young Aussies have qualified for the International Team President's Cup, Josh Greer and Carl Phillips. So uh, two guys, especially Koala Carl Phillips. He is a very, very exciting prospect. A bit of a YouTube sensation from an early age, Koala Carl. And he's a he's got he's got class written all over him as a future player. So we'll keep an eye on Josh Greer and Carl Phillips, but congratulations to those boys making the International Junior President's Cup side to be captained by our very own Stuart Appleby. Druids, in other news, what's happening with Dustin Johnson under the knife? Yeah, DJ uh, undergoing knee surgery. This was obviously news maybe about a week to two weeks ago. He has undergone arthroscopic knee surgery on his left knee. Uh, he had it done on his right knee back in 2011. It's not major. He's expected to return in a couple of months. He's playing in the President's Cup, obviously, which you mentioned I'm going to. Um, Tigers had this surgery as well. Important bit of information, but nothing major. I wouldn't have thought that's going to derail DJ's 2019-20 uh, PGA Tour. I suppose this is the time where um, they all sort of go under the knife just to sort out any niggles before the big tournaments uh, get underway at the back end of this year. Uh, and one other bit of news looking ahead to the Australian summer, Drudes. Uh, mm-hmm. An announcement during the week that the the names, the big names keep on coming. So Paul Casey, our, our winner on the European Open, we mentioned earlier, Louis Oosthuizen, the uh, South African, uh, a great player in his own right. And speaking of South Africans, the Big Easy, the captain of the International President's Cup team, Ernie Els, all three players confirmed for the Oz Open Huge. in the lead up to that President's Cup, which is massive. Absolutely massive. Um, it's great for golf in this country to get the big names coming coming here over across our summer. Yeah. Not just our own homegrown players. I know there's a lot of conversation about that every year, but great to see a number of those um, confirm themselves for events outside of the President's Cup over the summer. The likes of Cam Smith, Mark Leith, sorry, Cam Smith, Mark Leishman, Jason Day, Adam Scott, all coming home to play in tournaments across the summer. But yeah. when you can get these quality names um, coming along, like Paul Casey, Louis Tazen and, and they don't come much bigger than any else uh, when it comes to the, the great game of golf. Um, so it's great to see those guys confirming the Oz Open later in the year. Now, speaking, Druids, of big events, um, it only seems like yesterday we had the uh, the wrap-up of the, the FedEx <laughs> playoffs it? and we're back into the PGA Tour. Yeah, and it feels like that because we are starting almost a month earlier than previous years. Uh, so we're kicking things off. The 12th of September, which will be obviously the wee hours of the 13th of September here in Australia, with a military tribute at the Green Briar. It's obviously a quick backup into the Sanderson Farms Championship and the Safeway Open, I suppose, is where we'll probably see a number of the big guns for the first time at the Safeway Open. Uh, who is hitting the deck this week for the military tribute? Um, big names, I suppose, Bryson DeChambeau, JB Holmes, Zach Johnson, Kevin Nah, who is the reigning champ, obviously 500 FedEx Cup points up for grabs, Har- uh, Harold Varner and Bubba Watson are probably the big names. 
uh, heading uh, into this tournament. Obviously, as we mentioned, Cam Percy and Cam Davis, fresh off the Corn Ferry Tour, straight into the action. Uh, and other notable Aussies, uh, Stuart Appleby, Mark Leishman, Rod Pampling, and Cam Smith uh, will kick things off. We'll kick then 2019-20 tours off. Uh, they're playing more tournaments uh, this year, which obviously um, will be interesting to see how people manage their bodies, I suppose, over the course of the year. We've seen Tiger playing, obviously, wherever he likes. He just picks and chooses and good on him, he can do it. Um, the Zozo champ, we're headed to Japan in a couple of months' time. Tiger is Arigato gozaimasu. The yeah. Tiger is taking us to the land of the rising sun. Can't absolutely. wait. That should be that should be really cool. Uh, um, Forty nine PG. Oh, absolutely, Drew. I mean, we, sorry, we we we, we I, I jest, but um, you only have to look at the popularity of the game in the Asian region. Yeah, uh, Japan being one of the forerunners, been uh, an absolute appetite for golf there, and I think it's critical when we talk about um, hashtag grow the game, that you take tournaments like these to regions um, that have a thirst for it. And don't forget, of course, that we also have golf at the Olympics in Tokyo in 2020. Yes. So yes. we've got plenty of golf coming um, the, by, way of, by way of Japan in the coming year. Yeah, definitely. A couple more things just on the 2019-20 tour. Uh, the cut has changed for this year. So no longer, no top 70 plus ties. We're going to top 65 plus ties which I am absolutely okay with um, don't think it makes a massive amount of difference potentially to some people uh, and the driver testing protocol has changed after the fast that was the US Open presented by Her Majesty the Queen um, and they are reviewing the pace of play policy um, which I'm sure Brooks Kepka, uh, Bryson DeChambeau are going to be very vocal on that one um, and we are going to cover it extensively here on the 19th Tee Podcast. What I would just say, what I would just say about pace of play, Druids, is I have far more confidence in the statement that the European Tour has made than the PGA Tour. The European Tour have put out uh, some strong words. I believe the PGA Tour have said they're going to look at reviewing it, which yeah. means we'll put some words out there and we probably won't do anything about it, but we'll be seen to be doing something about it. Yes, agree. And we're not going to get into it on this, but... Yeah. <laughs> episode two. Episode two. Yeah, episode two. Pace of play. Part A, part B, and part C. No, uh, look, Europeans are doing great things in that space. Um, and I think that the PGA Tour has probably um, uh, maybe a bit of a knee jerk reaction from them going, uh, yeah, we actually do need to do something about this. Um, oh, Druid's definition of knee jerk reaction. You've got, you've got the, the most popular and most successful player in the world at present in Brooks Kepka makes a song and dance about it, and the PGA Tour move. Yeah, uh, it's it's a complete knee jerk reaction. I don't know what the answer is. I saw, uh, ironically, um, we're recording today Monday. Uh, the US Open men's tennis final was played overnight. Rafael Nadal winning his nineteenth Grand Slam. Vamos Rafa, phenomenal athlete, but he was penalised um, for time in the fifth and deciding set, which ultimately cost him a service game. The amount of people in golf Twitter world that I saw jump on that and say, see, you can actually do something about it. You can penalise people for face of play mm. in a game that means so much. I think they've got to do something meaningful. Whatever the decision, don't don't rush in to do something um, passive now. If you're going to do something, take the time that makes it a concerted effort to fix the problem. Because all you're doing, I know the arguments made that these guys are playing for big money and they are, but you'll get people switching off. It's as simple as that. So. 
Yeah, I know we said we weren't going to get into it, and we'll we maybe we'll push it out to episode three now because we've got into it a bit, but it's an important one. Drew, it's just I'll put you on the spot here a bit. What are you yeah. looking forward to uh, most you know, about this coming PGA Tour season? It's potentially it's not even on the PGA Tour, so I'm diverting your question a little bit. But um, the Olympics should be really cool. I'm actually really looking forward to the Olympics, seeing how that um, all pans out. I suppose on the PGA Tour. Um, I am the biggest sucker in the world for Masters Week and that is the most cliched answer, but I love everything that happens around the Masters. I love the scenery. I love the water. I love the bridges. I love Jim Nance. I love the introduction. I love the music. I love the theatrics. I love the pressure. I love the people. I love that you can get peach bloody ice creams. It's amazing. Pimento cheese sandwiches, beers for three dollars. Yeah, phenomenal. I mean, it's a, it's as they say, Drew. It's, it's a tradition unlike any other. Yeah. So imagine, you have to. Can love you imagine it. having the Australian Open and not changing the prices since God knows how long ago. There'd be a royal commission into it. Cash is king, baby. That's that's how we play it down here in Australia. Cash is king. Great event. Commercial driver, a great event would be able to be there. Great people. Uh, Great people, the Australian Open and Golf Australia and the Australian PGA Championship. Uh, Drew, in terms of, uh, I I like what you did there. You pivoted because you didn't exactly accept the premise of my question, so you took it in a different direction. I too am looking forward to the Olympics. Um, Justin Rose, the defending uh, gold medalist, would be really interesting to see. He himself has been in some fantastic form in the last 12 months. Yeah. It's interesting to see if he defends his title. I'll be really interested to see who goes from an Australian perspective. Uh, I think it could be one of, you know, four or five players who could be pulling on the green and gold for us at the Olympics. So it'll be you, genuinely interesting to see. Question to you, if you're picking one player to go right now, who's it, who is it? Mark Leishman, I think, would be my pick right now. If uh, gun to my head, uh, which um, there isn't, obviously, we don't condone that. But uh, if I had to pick one player right now, I, I would say it would be Leish. Yeah. Um, if I had to look ahead to next year, I still think it's probably Leish or Cameron Smith. I, I can't see a player outside of those two. Unless uh, Jason Day gets real good. Real, yeah, real, real I, I was going to say right. at a stretch, maybe maybe J Day or Scotty. Because mm. um, Scotty on his day, as he proved at the, at the FedEx Cup playoffs, he, he still got it. He's yeah. still one of the very best players at it on his day. But I think consistently in the last couple of years, our best has still been Mark Leishman and Cam Smith. So. Agree. Um, in terms of what else I'm looking forward to, Drew, and it's not necessarily, um, as you say, on the PGA Tour, but I just think the the next generation of players now that are coming through the system, uh, especially when you consider that, that the current gen are, aren't that old, you know, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kepka's, McElroy's, um, you know, Thomas's, Fowler's, Speaks, um, Shoffley's, you know, these guys are all still um, in their twenties. Some of them right at the end and, and in their early thirties, but they're not that old, but you've got a wave coming through. I'm talking about, you mentioned his name before, but, the hype around Victor Hovland at the moment is enormous. You've got Colin Morikawa. You've got Cameron Champ. You know, you've got um, all Wolf. these guys. Matty Wolf coming through the system. You've got, um, you know, a, a lot of promising players coming out of it, the college system in the last couple of years. That These guys, uh, you know, someone like Cameron Champ is all, already one of the longest drivers on the tour. I think he's uh, the and, longest driver, isn't he? And and in the current game, which is a bomb and drive type game, yeah. it's it's driver driver wedge, um, birdie, and we win tournaments at twenty three under. Yeah, someone like Cameron Chambers really set up to have you know 
a pretty big first couple of years on tour. So I'm really excited, Drew, about that that next wave of talent coming through in this um, in this next 12 to 18 months. Yeah, you mentioned some very uh, you meant yeah, uh, Cameron Champ first for driving distance 317.9 yards. Um, you mentioned yeah, the next wave, uh, some very good players playing Aussie players playing at college level over in America. Um, obviously, we were doing a bit of research in pulling this podcast together, and there's some very good players at very good colleges. Uh, playing over in America. So hopefully we can uh, get in touch with a few of those as well. And that would be awesome to have a chat to them. Absolutely, Drew. We're looking forward to that. Now, I think that uh, that may well be coming to a close, I think, on episode one. Before we go, um, we cracked at the very top the XPA from the great folks at uh, Bolton Brewers. Tell me what your thoughts are, Drew. Stunning. Absolutely stunning beer. Um, I bought a carton of this, as I have done Many times, um, it is a sessionable beer. It is a very drinkable beer. It is a tropical and floral beer. It has beautiful colour to it. Um, as I mentioned, the awards list speaks for itself. Um, I cannot speak highly enough for this beer. If it is on tap anywhere, that is my go-to. It normally costs me about $48 a pint, but it is worth every drop. Um, couldn't rate it highly enough. Five out of five, Mick Fanning That's surfboards. <laughs> That's, that's that GST, the travel time over to Western Australia, you're paying that $48 a yes. point. Look, Drew, I, uh, I, I concur. Uh, I'll preface this by saying I'm more of a lager man myself. Uh, but what I do Sometimes. find with uh, <laughs> what I do find with the Volta is no matter what I pick up, and obviously they've got a lot of variations, uh, it, it's such a smooth beer. And the guys down there do an outstanding job. Um, one of... One of Mick's best investments, I think. Uh, he'll look back on that in a few years. And um, from all reports, I love a little place to to sit down and have a beer as well. So we might look at uh, taking a, a 19th podcast live from Bolton Breweries. Just going to say. In the near future. No free ads, though. So um, good folk at Bolton. You've done well in week one, but we will uh, we will continue our beer journey in episode two of the podcast. Drew, before we wrap up, uh, yep. just got to plug a few things. You mentioned at the top. Uh, thankfully, uh, for the listeners' sake, it won't just be the two of us dribbling on uh, in weeks to come. Um, we are looking at um, getting a number of, of guests. We mentioned our, our lofty ambitions of getting some tour players on, and that will continue. But in terms of some um, some first up and, and hopefully semi-regular guests moving forward, um, Tony Wiebeck, Senior Writer for Australia Golf Digest, will be joining us in the next couple of weeks. We'll be sitting down with Tony to talk about the Australian summer and probably more broadly the state of the game here in Australia. He's a, an avid, avid golfer himself, absolutely loves the game and, and one of the best riders of golf in the country. His pros is fantastic on the game of golf. Really looking forward to having Tony on the program. Uh, similarly, Bruce Young. Now, Bruce is a name that many people in the golfing community would be familiar with. Bruce is a former caddy. He caddied at the old course at St Andrews at a number of open championships and he's been one of the uh, the foremost voices in Australian golf media for the last 25 years. What Bruce doesn't know about golf in Australia isn't worth knowing and a very intimate knowledge of that next wave of Australian talent coming through. So looking forward to talking to Bruce in the next couple of weeks about the Aussies we should be excited about in the coming years. And a really special one, Matt, I, I'm, I'm excited about this one that's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, a good mate of mine, uh, Matt Winkley is his name, uh, strength and conditioning coach to the stars, also the owner of the Wink Fit Gym here in uh, Brisbane's northern suburbs. Winks is a, is just a great man, a, a passionate golfer, a single um, figure handicapper, 
uh, plays out here at the Brisbane Golf Club, loves his golf and has done some work with some huge names. Um, went on tour there for a, a half an odd year with Cam Smith, currently doing a bit of work with Lucas Herbert, the Aussie. Uh, mm. So he's got a really intimate knowledge, not only of the game, but what makes the, uh, the pros at the very top end tick and what life is like on tour. So looking forward to getting Winks in and, and picking his brain as well. So a couple of great guests coming up, Drew, so I'm really excited to have on the program. Uh, should be a, a good couple of weeks coming up. Just before we go, Drew, um, give us those uh, socials tags again. So the good yeah, get around us. Get around us on the Instagram at the 19th T Podcast, on Twitter at 19th T Podcast. Our socials have been sitting dormant for a couple of weeks, but we promise we'll start pushing some content out. Um, whether that is photos of us hacking around golf courses or whatever it might be, um, there will be some content up on social very, very soon. Um, so get around us, the 19th T Podcast on Instagram and at 19th T Podcast on Twitter. Are you playing this weekend, Marshy? Uh, I won't be getting out this weekend, Drude. So you, you flagged it uh Earlier in the show, there's been a, um, a new property purchase in the Marsh household. Uh, yes. So uh, all things uh, go with packing. Um, excited to tell the listeners that uh, they're actually at the new property. There's an old uh, aviary structure in the backyard, which uh, I'm currently in negotiations to refurb into a backyard driving range. So stay tuned. Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. We'll be... I know that you'll be, you and the rest of the team uh, listening to the 19th T will be listening with bated breath on the progress of that. So I look forward oh, to keeping you updated. Uh, Drew, just before we go as well, um, we have dipped our feet into the world of fantasy golf. Mm. So we have a fantasy golf competition up and running. Uh, yeah. We'd love to do, have a couple of the listeners come and uh, teach us a few lessons because yeah. no doubt we'll be rubbish. Haven't even kicked um, my team so yet. That's exactly right. It's a public league, Druids, on the uh, PGA Tour Fantasy website. Yeah. Just search 19th T Podcast, 19th T Podcast. It is a public league on the PGA Tour Fantasy website. We would be uh, more than happy. We'd love to have a couple of listeners come and join us as we take this journey of trying to only play uh, one player uh, three times across an entire year, which will be incredibly difficult. Be and, uh, I think you and I are going to get some great research um, of players we've never even heard of via our fantasy teams. Druids. Yeah. Correct. So that probably does us for uh, for episode one. What a pleasure, my friend, to kick yeah. things off with you. I think if we were to uh, to assess it, I think we've probably found um, the first cut of rough off the tee. I think it's yeah. been uh, it's been good, not perfect. Uh, we've got some few little technical glitches in there. I'm sure <laughs> probably the, edit, the stream's probably out. cut out at some point. You know, we're recording we're recording across the country. Technology. It's a phenomenal thing. It's a phenomenal thing. It will continue to be as we bring this podcast to you each and every week. It's been a pleasure to kick things off. We've loved episode one, Druids. It's been great to have your company. And folks, we look forward to having you back on the 19th tee very shortly.